The final frontier begins. This is about saving the future of humanity. This is a huge victory for the good guys. You've never seen Voyager. Commitment to this course of action is not emotional. Johnny, beam us up. Welcome to Beam Me Up, a Star Trek podcast. I am Brent Allen, your host, joined by my good friend Matt Sonnenberg. Matt! Hello. Buddy, we are here with another... I don't want to call this a special episode because, honestly, I, I, I kind of hope that these become more regular than they even have been. Yeah, yeah. You know? I, I'm honestly surprised we're recording the second one already, but yeah, here we are. Yeah, so this is our second Answering the Hails episode. Uh, basically, here's the deal. We've been receiving in some emails, uh, some various tweets about the episodes as, as people are responding to what we're doing here, and uh, we're taking just a, a time out to... Um, release this as a as sort of a bonus episode i guess um you know like i said i ideally we would you know be doing these much more frequently <laughs> but as you say even just doing it this frequently so far still seems uh seems like a win so here's what we're gonna do we're gonna uh read some emails we've got a couple of those in uh we've got um some other communications some hails as it were mm -hmm. the hailing frequencies are open um and we're we're gonna we're just gonna go through it so uh as we record this matt we have just released city on the edge of forever mm -hmm. nope i take that back i'm sorry no, no. we have muck just time. released a muck time um wow can't believe i messed that one up but yeah <laughs> we've we've just released a muck time um and uh yeah so so that's kind of where we are i think the last one we released we had just released a taste of armageddon so it's been a couple okay. of episodes uh, uh since then just to, to kind of catch us up so um uh, we had uh, one. We we had two tweets come in to us from our friend James. Uh, James, who's actually been very interactive with us. Uh, James says, speaking of City on the Edge of Forever, okay. he emails us in about that, or he he t tweets us in. He says, I have a love hate relationship with this episode. I love the story, but it was so popular that it got the idea of time travel stuck in the minds of all the showrunners. Uh, yeah, yeah. And Matt, if I remember correctly, your kind of feelings on City of the Edge of Forever were a little bit like okay this is the popular episode of the show i don't get it it was fine but yeah is yep. that is that fair yeah yeah i i, I think that's pretty fair it's it, it was not i i is it was the least star trek -y episode that i've seen mm-hmm um, well, to, to kind of bounce off of that, still talking more about uh, City on the Edge of Forever, um, he, he, James goes on to say, Matt, you're not going to know what this means. But he said, speaking of um, City on the Edge of Forever, specifically, he's pointing to the choice that Kirk has to make at the end of that of that episode, okay. um, which, Matt, if you remember, it's it's he's fallen in love with this girl from the past, but he yeah. has to let her die, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, he says, this was Kirk's Kobayashi Maru. Does that sound familiar at all to you? Because it should. Yes. Actually. Yes. Yes. Okay. Why does this sound familiar to you? Um, from the movie. From the new movie. The J. Yes. The, Abrams the, movie. the new movie. Yes. Yeah. That I have seen. It's yes. like that. The the test that doesn't have an answer or something like that, or doesn't like uh, I forget how it's actually explained. Okay. Like just the un unsolvable test or yeah, something. Just because you've already seen it and you just know now. You yeah. know. I, I don't know, Matt. I kind of now feel like at the beginning of every episode, you're like, I'm Matt Sonnenberg, and I've not watched any Star. Trek. Well, <laughs> it's got a little asterisk next to it, right? Um, you've I've really seen only, the new movie. You've seen the new one. It was, is it just the one? You only saw it like I... Star Trek 2009? Have you seen the, mm. the two sequels?
sequels to that one? I think I saw one of the sequels. Okay, okay. W- w- was there one where they go and like meet old Spock or something? That was the first one. Oh, that was the first one. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah that was the first one. Maybe I only saw the first one. Okay, cool, cool. And and because <laughs> and that one takes us back to their days at the academy, and you know, kind of kind of sees them growing up. Which actually, Matt, when we get to the spot where we're ready to watch that particular movie, okay, um, it's I've I have I have I have toyed with the idea of going ahead and watching it like in conjunction with the movies that we're about to watch finishing up the original series we're not huh. going to but because it is that character it is this set of characters in this it's, timeline it's that timeline that's why i recognize a lot of the names i think you, because you do of that movie. and there's a lot in the movie that you know the movie the the they're called the kelvin timeline you want to know they're called the kelvin timeline why movies, is that the jj abrams movies because jj abrams uh i want it was like his grandfather or his uncle or something's name was kelvin and in every jj abrams project the name kelvin comes up really yeah like like it's, it's just one of his things the name kelvin That's... comes up in every jj okay. abrams project okay. so they call this and in star trek the name of the ship at the beginning of the movie that kirk's father was was on board if you remember like as kirk's getting ready to get born in the very okay. opening scene yep. they were on the uss kelvin so that was something abrams just came up with that's not like official Trek. The U.S. Well, Star Trek. It is official Trek. Well, J.J. Okay, Abrams but, but, movies but, but, are official Trek. Okay, to, to the but, chagrin I, of I mean, many people. He, he, he was adding something to the beginning of Trek. That's not something Roddenberry came up with. That is correct. Right? Yes, that is correct. Okay. The the USS Calvin was and it remains only a product of what happened okay. in the J.J. That, Abrams. Films. That's what I was getting. That at is here. true. Yes, that is true. Um, so, uh, anyway, that's the Kelvin timeline. Uh, okay. but the, the, the movie of the Kelvin timeline, it really pays a lot of attention and a lot of homage and a lot of, um, honor to what has happened and what has been established even in the, the 13 episodes or so that we have watched or will watch of the original series. Okay. Like there, there's a lot that we pull out that like, Oh, now we're seeing it actually happen on screen in front of us. So, um, I, I'm a big fan and that's kind of a little bit why I wanted to make Maybe go ahead and do it now. I'm going to wait. I have reasons for it. Okay. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to there. But anyway, sure. the Kobayashi Maru was a test. It's a Starfleet test for command level um, cadets. And mm-hmm. it's 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 an unwinnable test. Yeah, you you just you, you you're not allowed to win it. The, and the whole point is, what do you do when you get into a no win situation? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was Kirk being in a no win situation in this episode of City on the Edge of Forever. Sure, and uh, he couldn't cheat his way out of that one. So, yeah. by the way, uh, we haven't missed Kobayashi Maru yet. They haven't talked about it yet. The first time we get a mention of it is in a movie really? coming up. So so you know hmm. we haven't missed it yet but it, yeah it yeah I, I it yeah. feels like that would be something if it was mentioned in an episode you we'd watch it just for that almost <sighs> you, see you, that's you, a, you would consider it i would you absolutely would consider it. it and that's one of the challenges like i we can't sit and watch an entire episode just because this one thing gets mentioned in this one piece over here yeah like, i it guess had, it would depend on what was in the rest of the episode exactly especially if that one thing that gets mentioned is explained in another episode that actually the full episode matters more you yeah. know, uh, it's kind of like I talked about the the Vulcan mind meld. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually see that in an episode that we skipped. Like that's the first time it's introduced, but we'll catch up to the Vulcan mind meld. Yeah, <laughs> you'll, you'll be fully versed times. in what 
that's about. Yeah, well, so, well, like I've seen it at least twice. I think. Sure, now. you have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there'll be, there'll be whole things that are around that. So um, that is that is City on the Edge Forever. We did get an email specifically about this episode. Okay, it comes into us from Eric. Uh, he says, "Dear Matt and Brent, he says I'm looking forward to your discussion of City on the Edge of Forever, which is the next upcoming podcast at the time of this writing." Sure. He says, "When I first watched City on the Edge of Forever, roughly 11 years ago, it was my first ever exposure to a Star Trek series. Hmm. I remember knowing ahead of time that it was consistently ranked very high on the list of best TOS episodes, frequently ranked number one by many, many people. But after watching it, I remember being very underwhelmed by it and found it a yeah. little on the boring side. Matt, the, I, mean, <laughs> I thought the, of you the, as soon as I read this. <laughs> the, the, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh-huh. I, I mean, yeah. the, 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 I, as much as I guess Star Trek fans do love this episode, mm-hmm. the fact that it's ranking so high, if someone, yeah, is just starting out and it's like, okay, where do I start? Well, yeah. let's start without with the best ranked episodes here. Like, it's it's not going to be a good introduction to Star Trek because it doesn't feel like Star Trek. Right. So, like, yeah. I don't know if this is Eric's first. Does he say first episode? Yeah, he or said just, this was, was early his fir- on. This was his first ever exposure to a Star Trek series. Was watching yeah, that, City on the Edge. Of I Forever. mean, I'm, which I mean, I'm, think about it. If you're going to I'm do that, you stuck around, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> Find the one that everybody likes and go watch it. And I mean, that's, that, no, go ahead. you're almost going to be more confused by everything that comes after it. If, if that's the first one you watch, <laughs> just don't miss the first 10 minutes. You're fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting, and it's why for somebody like me, like, I really love doing this sort of a show, this sort of format of a show, because now I get to see I get to see things through your eyes mm-hmm. for the very first time, you know? So I like it. I like it on that on that level, but um, it's, it's, so, it's so astounding to me that people that are watching this are, uh, you know, now two people anyway that I know are mm-hmm. watching this who aren't like, oh, my gosh, this is the best thing ever. This is like the best episode of Star Trek that was ever made and nothing is ever going to top it um well, i you know I, I, I will step in here and say too i know he didn't write in uh-huh. but I, I i was i was visiting my parents recently uh-huh. and my dad he, he's listening to the show sure and hey matt's dad <laughs> when when he heard you say that this is like one of the best episodes out there uh-huh. like he was listening with headphones on i just heard him say no it's not <laughs> and, and, and then he looks over at me and it's like yeah you're talking about city on the edge of forever i'm like ah okay we're on the same page here i gotcha i listen it is it is consistently ranked as number one i, I okay again i'm not going to defend it we've already covered it i personally like the episode a lot mm-hmm. i would i would put it in in my top 10 i sure. would not make it my top uh it, it's not my top tos episode yeah um and yeah it but i i fully understand your, your criticisms eric does continue though that's not the end of his sure. email sure he says after watching it i remember being very underwhelmed and found it a little on the boring side and preparation for your upcoming podcast episodes i have watched it again to see if i enjoy enjoyed it any better it's not bad by any means but i still found it underwhelming and rather boring which is yeah. i think what you said matt right like like it, mm-hmm. it it's not bad like it's it's a good episode i i, I it's mean, just I, not I, what i expected i i think yeah. it's a good episode of tv mm-hmm. sure. it's not what i expect from star trek sure okay. and therefore i i could agree would be underwhelming right 
I'm I am incredible. We haven't recorded our Trouble with Tribbles episode yet, which is coming up here uh, in a couple of weeks. As people okay. are listening to this, I cannot wait to hear your thoughts on that episode. I really can't <laughs> we'll, because we'll part there. of City on the Edge of Forever is there. It, it's a little more comedic in some cases, sure. um, and it's a lot more dramatic. Um, mm-hmm. I it's entirely possible that this is the I, and I would I would easily say this was probably William Shatner, probably one of his top three um, acting performances on. Star Trek. I don't know that okay. that makes it the best episode of Star Trek. Yeah. You know, but um, yeah, anyway. Uh, he says, a few aspects of the show I did not enjoy are McCoy's over-the-top performance of drug-induced paranoia and the inability of anybody to subdue him. <laughs> um, he says he didn't buy Kirk falling in love with Keeler's storyline. It was highly contrived and, and just didn't seem enough time invested, which we uh, you know, we pointed out, we didn't even meet Keeler till 17 minutes into a 50-minute episode, so <laughs> yep. you know, they had, to, they had to rush it, and he it says, and actually, Matt, it was a, a criticism you had. The story ends very abruptly and very anticlimatically. Mm-hmm. We find McCoy, Keeler dies, timeline restored, the end. Yep. Kirk Cousins, the end. Gotta right. wrap it up. There it is. Uh, it says, I'm interested to hear Matt's reaction, which if you're listening to this now, Eric, you probably already have, uh, about going into it basically blind and to hear both of your thoughts on why so many people claim this episode so highly. I think DS9's episode, Past Tense, that's Deep Space Nine, uh, which is an episode with a similar premise, is far superior in storytelling and production quality, but I'm sure we'll get there. Past Tense, I will I will tell you, Eric, is an episode we will watch. Uh, absolutely. Right. Absolutely watch and uh it what i think so i think it's the epi- if it's the episode i'm thinking of um <laughs> yes we're going to watch it i believe that was a two-parter uh, as well so uh he says i feel similarly about the tng episode the inner light which i'm sure you'll cover in later episodes and likewise in- interested to hear your thoughts on it when we get there now matt you know nothing about the inner light nope um i will go to bat and war over the inner light as being potentially the best no it's not the best episode of, of next generation <laughs> it's up there though it's so up there and and it and and that is an episode that kind of i think like city on the edge of forever I don't know that I want to say that it's not that it feels less like Star Trek because of the content. And I, I'm talking to you about something you have no idea what I'm saying. Yep. But um, when we get there, but I think the the quality of the episode really rests on the performance of Patrick Stewart in that episode. He is okay. so good in that episode. And I feel the same way about William Shatner in, in City on the Edge of Forever. I I find Shatner really his acting is just superb in this particular episode. Um and I think a lot of people do. So uh, Eric continues, says, live long and prosper. Eric with a K. And then he sends in a second email. P.S. To clarify, I feel similar about the inner light and city on the edge of forever and that both are critically acclaimed by many, but I'm often confused as why. And I find them both underwhelming. So, uh, right. Eric, I'll go to bat on that one. But we're not there yet. We got. We'll get there. We, yeah, we got. We got. We got a couple of weeks before we get there. <laughs> I want to say inner light was like season five of Next Generation or something like that. So. Um, so anyway, so that is uh, city on the edge of forever uh we received an email from a friend letitia or letitia uh, apologize if i'm mispronouncing that um, <laughs> i did that all the time when i read emails yep yeah um this one says uh i actually listened to tales from godric's hollow and heard about this podcast there matt that's your former podcast it, is. Uh, it says i love star trek and i'm re-watching all of the series now and i'm about three-fourths of the way through season two of the original star trek right now letitia that means you're watching every episode 
Heaven help you. Uh, <laughs> that's a lot. It's, it's not quite. That's just a lot of trek uh, to get it through. Is. But if you're binging it and you're not doing a week by week type deal, mm-hmm. you can certainly move at a faster pace. If you're not taking notes while you're watching. Uh, you yeah, know, exactly. You can exactly. get through things a lot faster. Exactly. Uh, she says, I grew up watching it with my dad. Uh, I also married someone who grew up watching it in their house as well. And actually, my mother-in-law took my husband and his siblings to a midnight showing of one of the movies on a school night. <gasps> I just can't nice. remember which one. Cool <laughs> parents. cool parents i'm really enjoying listening to the podcast and getting different takes on it i don't look too deep into the episodes i just watch them to watch them so it's interesting to hear some of the production notes on the episodes and what matt takes away from each one enjoy exploring the world of star trek matt well thank you there you go thanks uh thanks latisha for sending that in uh i I hope you guys are enjoying the production notes those take some time to research and (laughs) and pull out i I enjoy them if nothing else. So. It, for for a lot of the production notes, a lot of them are are anecdotal stories that I have heard in various places sure. over time. I'm just like having to go pull these references and research. Oh, oh yeah, I remember hearing about that. Or oh, and some of the, some of them are brand new to me. Like I'm going, oh, I didn't know that. That's kind of cool. <laughs> um, I'll never awesome. tell you which one's which. Mm-hmm. So, uh, our friend Marissa, um, uh, quoting our, actually our last um, answering the hails episode, <laughs> says it's it's co- quoting you, Matt. Says okay. it's so weird to not have all the answers. <laughs> and Marissa it, says, "Dude, I'm yeah. with you." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She, I think she, she's, she she has a few other podcasts she's doing where she's in in my seat. She's in your seat. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's... she 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 can sympathize there. Right, right. Empathize. Uh, so moving on to an episode we did called Errand of Mercy. That was the episode where we first met the Klingons or the Klingons. Remember that? <laughs> I yeah yeah. Some pronunciations are the Klingons. Yeah yeah. It's it's so funny to me every time they say it. Um, but she says Marissa actually tweets back at us again off that episode. She goes him him. Oh, that made me giggle way harder than it should have. Umbridge <laughs> no, is a Klingon. Yeah, I'm sure, it's just the perfect amount, Marissa. <laughs> right? She says hashtag Umbridge is a Klingon. So oh yeah. Uh, that's, that's funny. All right. Uh, moving on just two just two more real quick. Uh, we get, uh, an email in from Masha and Masha says, dear Brent and Matt, you asked for it. And we do, I do this at the end of every episode. If you want to propose an episode, make sure you do. You asked for it. So I propose that you include the episode, the trouble with tribbles. Hmm. Don't worry, Masha, we will. All right, moving on. No, no, no. Uh, (laughs) She says, for one thing, now this, okay, Matt, this is where I can't wait to get there. Okay. Okay, I can't because I want to hear it, but I'll I'll go ahead and read you uh, Masha's take on it. She says, for one thing, it's a funny and very popular episode. The Klingons Mm -hmm. are back, and most importantly, it is connected to... A future series. Matt has to know about the Tribbles as much as he had to know about who the Gorn is. Okay. And I want to hear what he says about this episode. I've been watching T I've been watching TOS as a kid, often being creeped out by the contents of some of the episodes, <laughs> but it was only in the nineties that I really got into Star Trek because my significant other at the time was a big fan. We spent entire weekends watching Star Trek videos, so this podcast is very enjoyable to me, and it's cool that Professor Matt is now a cadet at the Starfleet Academy. Ha <laughs> ha, Matt. Ah, there you uh, go. Keep up the good work and diftor has susma i'm i'm guessing that that sounds 
like Klingon. Yes. Don't ask I have me. No I have no idea. What I don't means, know. But... Masha, please email me and let me know what that means because I don't know. And I probably butchered the pronunciation, but that's awesome that you wrote that out. So, <laughs> um, from Masha. Now, similarly to Masha, uh, friend Letitia actually sent in a second email uh, for this episode. All these, these were, you know, about yeah, a week yeah, or no. so apart. I gotcha. Says, I'm not sure if this episode is already on your list, but I really enjoy this episode. It's a fun episode to watch. The Trouble with Tribbles. Oh, yeah. My favorite part has to be when after some of the Enterprise crew. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, Letitia describes a scene that, Matt, I'm going to wait okay. until we get okay. there to record. And if you'll help me remember when we record, reference we'll this, email this email so we can we can talk about it there. So, Letitia, oh, we'll read the rest of this when we get to that particular episode. Uh, I want to come back to that. So Fair enough. Um, but I will, I will simply, I'll fast forward to the end, Letitia. It ends it saying, Kirk's face is so funny at that point, I laugh every time. So <laughs> that's how it ends. Anyway. Uh, I look forward to it. Yeah. All right, Matt. Well, that's it. Those, those are the hails that we have received uh, here. I guess it's been only been about two weeks or so. Um, like I said, it was sooner than I thought we'd yeah, be recording yeah. another one. So I, I'm glad to see people are writing in and interacting and so on yeah. and so forth. Well, hey, listen, if you guys want to be in on our next uh, Answering the Hails episode, all you got to do is send us a hail. And there's a couple of different ways you can do that. You can email us. That's probably the easiest way, to be honest with you, to beanmeuppod at gmail.com. You can also tweet at us to at beanmeuppod. Uh, those do kind of get buried the, the further we go. So if it's in reference to a particular episode, make sure you let us know so we can keep those together. The other way you can do it, give us a phone call. Leave us a voicemail, 702-518-TREK. That's 702-518-8735. Well, Matt, I guess with that, uh, you know, we haven't figured out how to close out the other show. Haven't figured out but how to we close will out close this out this one. Oh, yes, we have. Oh, oh. Hailing frequencies closed. Got it. <laughs>